When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media as we are. Nashville's on-demand sports talk network going live weekday mornings at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show segment by segment on our Twitter timeline. And hit us up on Instagram and on TikTok for more Titans coverage. Uh, don't forget to, to check out our sponsors because they make this show happen and they help out you guys as well. Like Wilson County Hyundai and WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Make them a part of your new car buying process by going to see them in Lebanon for your new ride. That's Wilson County Hyundai, the Bone and Joint Institute, BoneAndJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care and farm your health plans. Get better with farm your health plan. That's better coverage rates and service. Learn more about a health plan for you. FBHP.com slash ATOZ. So Zach, we talked uh, all Monday long about uh, what Buck rising wrote at a to Z sports.com on Sunday night about the Titans exploring uh, the uh, opportunity to potentially trade up to the third overall pick from 11. Again, we heard this uh, Bucks heard this from some people middle last week. And then Daniel Jeremiah also threw it out there on NFL.com with his move the sticks podcast. And then how about a little uh, good pub for, for a to Z sports with the Pat McAfee show, not just that they were talking uh, on the Pat McAfee show and showing the a to Z sports Nashville logo and, and our tweet up there with Ryan Tannehill, but they were doing this while they had Ian Rappaport on the show, which Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter, the two biggest newsbreakers in the NFL as a whole, but big time pub for A to Z getting uh, a visual shout out uh, on the Pat McAfee show for the work we were able to put together on Sunday night. What'd you think about that? Good notoriety, the Pat McAfee show. I mean, I, I was watching when Aaron Rodgers was on uh, a couple weeks ago when, uh, you know, the Jets, I mean, he, it was half a million people live. Uh, it was yeah. a big, big show. And so uh, Pat McAfee has changed the game and how, and that's what A to Z Sports is trying to do, right? You know, long goes the sports centers, and we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Sunday's sports center just doesn't hit like it used to in the 90s with Stuart Scott. It's just evolved, and Pat McAfee has evolved, and that's one of the reasons why they put him on college game day. He's got a massive, massive audience and uh, very happy to be uh, featured on it. That's good stuff for A to Z Sports. It's just keep chopping away. If we do our job, then uh, the rest will take care of itself. Yeah. And uh, I will say that, you know, Ronnie says a to Z fam, what's up. And then Jimbo says, I saw y'all LOL. Y'all have made it clickbait articles. You guys are officially becoming a national uh, outlet that spreads rumors. Again, Jimbo, you can believe whatever you want to believe, but when we put together things and we do reports and we do things like what we did on Sunday night, there's no clickbait about it. If there was clickbait about it, then we wouldn't have said, in the actual headline of the article, uh, the Titans he's are, it, yeah, it, don't take it personally, Austin. He was joking. Okay. Uh, all right. Is he joking? I don't know if he's joking or not, but uh, he, he's joking. 
Uh, okay. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, you don't, know, you know how I don't. I, don't get triggered though. That was the, that, you could tell that from a mile away. Well, that's Jimbo yeah, watches whatever. the show. Jimbo's somewhere trying to get Lamar Jackson's autograph somewhere. That's what Jimbo. Well, again, I, I take the CB word very seriously. I, I, when it comes I know, to our website. No, you know Jimbo. Jimbo's an avid listener, so I, I know the audience. Uh, he was joking. Okay. All right. Then I'll move on from that. So. Let's go ahead and move on to what Ian Rappaport said about it. So uh, as they showed our tweet up there, Pat McAfee did ask Ian Rappaport what he thought about the story as a whole. And I do think this is interesting too. What are you hearing about the draft at the top of the board? What are you hearing about the number three overall pick? And what do you think about Move the Sticks' report of Tennessee potentially being in there? Uh, So first of all, I have not yet heard specifically that Tennessee is going to move, is poised to move. I, I'm 100% sure they are making phone calls because every team makes phone calls. And I'll say this. My friend Daniel Jeremiah, usually when he says something, there is plenty of reason behind him. Like he is not a, you know, a rumor guy uh, usually, and he's very, very connected. So usually when he says things, except if it's about the Padres, usually he knows. Um, Tennessee would seem to make sense for a possible team to trade up. Um, they have Ryan Tannehill on you know, a deal for another year. Uh, he is getting up in age, obviously has not been at his top. I would say the last year, them being in the quarterback world would make sense. Um, they were last year, took a quarterback in the third round. The number three spot to me is now the most interesting spot. There's Ian Rappaport. I think the most important aspect of that minute comment there is that Daniel Jeremiah wouldn't just say something to say it. He would say something and it's legit. There's something to it. There's more than just a, a potential rumor that's that's running wild and gaining legs of its own. Uh, and that's the interesting part about this is, you know, we had heard middle last week about this, and then later on found that Daniel Jeremiah was also saying the same type of thing that he was hearing too. So NFL circles are starting to hear and have now, especially after Sunday night. Heard a lot more about the Titans being a potential jump up to number three. So what do you think about uh, what Rap Sheet had said there? Well, my personal opinion, and this doesn't go to a report, but what I think happened, I think that the Titans inquired about the number one overall pick to figure out what that was and what the value was, what the Chicago Bears were asking. I believe that the Titans have inquired about the number three overall pick after the Carolina Panthers gave the best deal for the Chicago Bears. The Bears made the best deal for the Bears. They should. They were in the driver's seat. They lost all those games last year, and they found value within that. But I believe that Rand Carthon did that. And I believe this report. I believe it to be true that the Titans are inquiring. Now, how serious those conversations are, I think that's up in the air. I think that the connection of Monty Austin Fort is a big deal, not a small deal, not a no deal. I think when when one leaves a franchise and has a bigger role in another franchise, a la Austin Fort, general manager of the Arizona Cardinals, and the dots are connected where Arizona has no reason to take a quarterback at three in which a quarterback is most likely going to be taken at three overall. They need to get out of there. Just like the Bears got out of their spot, Arizona needs to get out of there. But now, since the dust has settled off the offseason, there are teams that have found their QB. The Jets and the Packers are still figuring it out, correct? 
it has come out that Arthur Smith is they are in on Desmond Ritter. He is going to be the starter, at least heading into training camp. The Colts are still needy. The Texans are going to take a quarterback. The Panthers are going to take a quarterback. The Colts need a quarterback, but they're at four. The Titans, let's face it, need a quarterback, but they're at 11. So there are so many teams. The Raiders needed a quarterback and then signed Jimmy Garoppolo. They so could. They, like the Raiders still could need a quarterback. I don't believe that they do. I don't believe that they will trade up. I believe that a three-year deal with Jimmy Garoppolo is a let's find out what Jimmy G can do. Yeah, I mean, did you mention the Seahawks too? Well, the Seahawks just signed Geno yeah, Smith. But, but I do not go- believe. I think that the I think that the Seahawks are doing their due diligence. I think that they have met with quarterback prospects, which I think is smart. I think they are right there in the mix. The Lions are right there in the mix because of the trade of where Matthew Stafford was and where they pick. Number three overall, I expect to move. And I think that Rand Carthon has picked up the phone because of the connection with Monty Austinfort. And there's still connecting dots between the Titans and the Cardinals because of that. And I think that it is smart to do so. I don't know the compensation package, right? We, yesterday, we talked a lot about Lamar Jackson, Will Levis, the trade, uh, Anthony Richardson, if it's the right decision, is the wrong decision, all of that stuff. We still don't know the compensation package. We tried to guess mm-hmm. with something that is as close as we know, right? History showed that the 12th overall pick when the San Francisco 49ers had that and they traded up to third overall to take a quarterback in Trey Lance. You see the graphic right there. That's the closest thing that we have, but the industry has moved and there are two different sides negotiating. So I, I don't know what, you know, all of uh, all of what has been discussed, but I stick by, I believe that the Titans inquired about the number one overall pick. And I believe that the Titans are inquiring about the number three overall pick. Yeah. Real quick on the Seattle thing. Geno Smith's contract is is a one-year deal that has some other money tied to the back end of it. It's really not that big of a commitment to Geno Smith because the, the potential out for Geno's contract is after this upcoming season with how the Seahawks had that structure. So they're definitely into that. And and I kind of agree with Lucas is like, yes, the Titans have a a connection with Monty Austin Ford, but Rand Carthon doesn't have a connection with Monty Austin Ford. Now there are some a lot of the scouts that were under John Robbins are still hanging on. But, you know, but again, Rand doesn't necessarily have to do business or, or there's no familiarity with Monty and Rand particularly. It's the time. Do we know that? We don't know if they've never met. I mean, we don't, I'm not they, saying that then, Zach, I'm they, not saying that they've they never could, met. They could have had connections along the way. Yeah, sure. But you, maybe you can say that about anybody. Like, uh, do you think that Rand and, and Ryan Poles would, in Chicago have had connections? I'm sure they have. But have they worked together? Not technically. But I'm sure they have some type of connection because they go to uh, conventions and meetings and all types of stuff, right? And so it's not like it's that tight because Rand is was outside the building and came in. Monty Austinfort left the building after being inside of it. So there's not that familiarity with the two GMs in the conversation. There's familiarity with Monty and some of the other people in the building for the Titans. But let's just, you know. It's That's not valuable. Like, I'm not saying it's not valuable. I'm just saying let's, let's remember that Rand doesn't have – a connection with Monty Austinfort. The Titans have one, uh, and but Rand and the Titans again. I still that that is something that's not nothing. All right, yeah. Again, I'm just saying, like, keep it within. A, I get it, but that's something, okay. not nothing. All right, so 
Let's ask this question here because I do think, and I think everybody thinks that if the Titans do move up to three, the options are between these two guys. Will Levis from Kentucky, Anthony Richardson from Florida. So let's ask the question this way, Zach. Who is the third best quarterback in this draft? Because I don't care who you think is one, who you think is two, because Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, highly, highly unlikely that one of those two guys will be available at three. So who do you think is the third best quarterback in this draft? Is it Will Levis or is it Anthony Richardson? We'll get to all of that in your answers. But first, Zach, tell everybody about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Yeah, FBHP.com is where to go to get your new health plan. I got my new health plan in 2022, and man, I am I glad that I did. 200-plus locations across the state of Tennessee, health, dental, and vision. FBHP.com is where to go, and they can hook you up with the perfect health plan for you or you and your family. If you're an individual looking for a new health plan, it doesn't hurt to go get a quote. You know, go get a quote today and see what they can offer you. And then you may be surprised and say, wow, this health plan is a lot better than my previous health plan. You take a health assessment. It takes about 20, 25 minutes. You answer questions openly and honestly. And then over the next 24 to 48 hours, they give you a quote and you make the decision. There's no pressure, but we've helped A to Z sports viewers and followers that have, have reached out to me that I've tried to facilitate uh, you know, a, a plan quote. And I told them, I said, look, there's no pressure, but I would check it out. I definitely would. You can check it out at fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z or give them a call uh, on, on the phone and they'll talk to you. All right. With BetMGM, you can get a great first bet offer with our bonus code A-T-O-Z Sports. That's A-T-O-Z Sports. And your first bet, you can get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you miss on that first bet last night, Zach. I don't know how you felt about the national title game, but I won the overhit. I also had some bonus bets throughout the tournament that I used on UConn to, to cut down the net. So I cleaned up last night to wrap up my March and felt pretty good about it. So with BetMGM, once again, bonus code ATOZ Sports, that gets you an incredible first bet offer where you get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if that first bet misses. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification of requirements. First online real one money wager only. Rewards issued a non-wageable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days. And for problem game support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. Uh, Zach, the question to, uh, right now and today is who is the third best quarterback in this draft? Is it Will Levis out of Kentucky or Anthony Richardson out of Florida? I'll go ahead and send you to the chat. What's the people saying? Who is the third best quarterback behind Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, whoever you think is one or two, uh, these two guys would be three and four in most in most opinions. Well, we got some uh, fellow Vol glasses uh, in the comment section, fellow. which is no surprise. Well, yeah, you got Vol glasses on. You're yeah, a but Vol am I, boy. What, what is, when, uh, am I on here like toting Hinden Hooker as a first-round pick? Have I done that? No, you're a Vol guy. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not. I'm not out here like blinded by orange lights. Come on now. At times you are. I'm not saying all, but at times. Uh, okay. Uh, Billy says Hooker. Uh, Jabu says Richardson. Richardson from John. Will Levis from Stephen. Uh, we've got Hooker question mark exclamation point from Brian. Another Hooker from William Young. Uh, Jago Stetson Bennett. Uh, Matt says hooker, Anthony Richardson, hundred percent Richardson from Jonathan, neither from Jared. So he's not playing the game. Uh, we've got Richardson from Joey 
or Levis could be the best. No one truly knows. Joey's not playing the game either. Uh, ceiling AR floor Willis. So Steven comes in with, with that. Anthony Richardson from Titan up. Levis, just because the accuracy of Anthony Richardson is trash from Big Ten. Jeff Levis uh, right there from Ronnie. Levis from Steven. Uh, we've got a couple of hookers coming in. Richardson from DeMarco. Richardson is a distant third. In Sin City Titans opinion, Will Levis from Titanium Titan. Uh, let's see the here. Kentucky fan, Titanium Titan. It, yeah, there, yeah, there you go. Uh, Richardson, hands down, AR-15 from Xavier. Oh, you better watch out. Uh, people get triggered from that. We had... Uh, Point intended? Come on now. Well, no. Uh, who is uh, Austin... Reeves for the, the Lakers. They had to. He was AR fifteen for his first year. They well, Anthony Richardson. All, that Anthony Anthony Richardson did say that he was going to stop using that nickname. Yeah, again, yeah. the society got to hold him. Uh, Deborah says Richardson. Uh, Richardson from Cell to Real AR right there, or Mike Vick from Antonio Davis. So I look. I think Richardson probably wins the chat. We had we've had some sprinkle of Hooker and then Levis coming in probably uh third uh, if you really want to put it that but we only put two selections austin where where are you at in this discussion between the two so you know kyle robinson says they both suck and so i'm not like that strong i don't think they both suck i don't think either of them is worth moving up from 11 to 3 i was pretty adamant about that yesterday but still one of them has to be the third best quarterback in the draft i think the third best quarterback in this draft is will levis I think he might not have as high of a ceiling as Anthony Richardson could, but Will Levis has a much higher floor. Uh, and so I, I think Will Levis is where I would be more comfortable with. I'm so, you hate Will Levis. What did I just say before I started this, Zach? I, I, I don't no, like either of them. I'm Zach, surprised. what did I say? Do I have to repeat myself 30 seconds after I said it? Because I, I don't yes, know. You, you do. After you've said all the things that you've said about well, Will Levis, yes, you do have to repeat yourself 30 yeah, seconds okay. after you said Open it. your ears. Open, do that. <laughs> Open your ears. Listen, okay? I don't think either of these guys are very good. I would not trade up 11 to 3. I said that yesterday about these two guys. But one of them has to be third in this quarterback draft class. And so I believe that is Will Levis over Anthony Richardson. This isn't like a pro Will Levis statement from me. This is just a, you've got two options. Which one is less bad? Which one do you trust a little bit more? I trust a, Will Levis a little bit more. And here's my reason. Who's the last college quarterback who had one year of college productivity that was successful in the NFL? One year of, of productivity that was successful in the NFL. The last college quarterback I mean, my first my first notion, and I may be a little bit far back, but probably Cam Newton. That yeah, that was that's that's mine. Cam Newton. Oh, this so is right. Yeah, what, what 2010? What iPhone was that, Zach? That was what, 2012. 20, yeah, it was 20, 2010, I don't season, know 2010 season. Josh Allen guys had multiple years at Wyoming. It was at Wyoming. Uh Joe Burrow. Had two uh, years. Joe Burrow could be your Joe argument. Burrow had Joe Burrow is probably the correct. No, answer. Joe Burrow had two years as a starter at LSU. He had one year that he was the full time starter. He was above average, but not anything what he is now. And then yeah, the he was second, not above average by LSU standards. 
What are LSU standards? <laughs> that's, but that's where you're playing. Zach Mettenberger, is that LSU standards? I mean, yes, I like LSU standards are not that high when it comes to quarterback. Yeah, to be honest on that too. But outside, like it is literally Cam Newton. Then that the, proves the point. He was he then was he only above had one average. good year. If you if you actually that, that proves no, the point. I'm talking one year of productivity. He had two years as a starter. Cam Newton had one year. Of, of of playing as a starter. Joe Burrow played a lot more and started a lot more games than Cam Newton. Mitch Trubisky is one. Uh, Trey Lance, the last time a team jumped up from the, you know, 11 or 12 to go to three to get a quarterback. Boom, there you go. Zach Wilson didn't really have that ton of productivity, that much productivity. He had a big last year. But you go look at, you go look at college quarterbacks who had one big year as a starter that got drafted high, it's usually not that solid. And so that's where I look at Anthony Richardson. I don't have enough data. And like his one year at Florida was not that impressive either. Yeah, that's what I would argue is that I don't even think That's what I'm saying. Like he's got one year of productivity and it wasn't that great statistically. He had an incredible game against Tennessee. Tennessee had a terrible defensive back unit and could be thrown all over by anybody they played. And so that's where I'm not looking for like, amazing stats but i am looking for multiple years of productivity because will levis has it his second to last year in college was statistically better than his this past year because of what kentucky had he had some injuries that were going on no again like i've said both both are not worth trading up to three in my opinion but i would go with will levis as the safer option compared to richardson richardson's a big gamble he's got a bigger payout probably too because he's got a higher ceiling but, you know, I would say Will Levis is the third best quarterback in this draft. So I, I'll, I, I will repeat what I said yesterday because I believe that both of these quarterbacks are developmental quarterbacks, that they do not have the capacity to start out of the gates. That's why yesterday I said what I said is that ideally, if the Titans trade up to three, and draft one of these two guys, you want Ryan Tannehill to start. You do not want this young quarterback to be thrown into the mix in in what 2023 represents for the Tennessee Titans. This should be a developmental year, and you need to move off of Malik Willis. You need to just cut your ties. You figured out enough about him. He came from a small school of Liberty. Mike Vrabel knows about him. You're not willing to put him in the biggest game of the year in his rookie year. You'd rather go with a guy off the practice squad. Actions speak a lot louder than words. But I believe both Anthony Richardson and Will Levis are the epitome of developmental quarterbacks. I think if they're drafted by the Colts and they're forced to play, they will have an awful year in year one. They need to be developed. They need to be coached. They need to learn the NFL game because as we kind of just went over, based on their history in college, they didn't win a lot of games. They both played for SEC programs. They don't have statistics or even the completion percentage, which is important when it comes to what the NFL you need to be successful. They They don't check a lot of the boxes when it comes to that. Here is where Anthony Richardson and both Will Levis check the boxes. They check the boxes in physique and arm strength 
and 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 stature and and I think and this is what I I do think matters is look. you've got to stay healthy, right? You the one thing on Bryce Young is we've seen him play extremely well, but if the best ability in life, work, in sports is availability. That is the best ability. You have got to be available. You cannot be unavailable. And so I think for what Levis and Richardson represent, those guys are more likely to have that to at least find out who they are and what they represent. In the question, I think it's very intriguing because Rand Carthon has, and Mike Vrabel didn't go to Florida's Pro Day, mind you. Yeah, because he was in Knoxville because they were on the same day. But Mike Vrabel didn't go to Florida's Pro Day. Rand Carthon went to uh, Florida's Pro Pro, Pro Day, obviously because of the connections. Yeah, I think that means that matters zero. That's like, that's a logistical. I I disagree. I I do not think that that matters zero. Why? Because if the Tennessee Titans were serious about drafting their future quarterback, and Mike Vrabel with the control and power and ego that we know Mike Vrabel has, I believe that Mike Vrabel would have been at the pro day. That is my Zach, personal that, that, opinion. Zach, that is literally is a, a franchise quarterback decision. Problem solve. What? That, 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 is, that is a scheduling problem solve there. Is that there were Tennessee and Florida at pro day the same day. Like, if you're drafting your franchise quarterback, your head coach better be there. Zach, if, if the Titans are interested in drafting either Will Levis or Anthony Richardson, they're going to bring those guys in on a top 30 visit. They're not going to just... You're not going to just... You're not going to go see their pro day? You're... You no. Know, like, that's why Rank Carthon was there. I understand. But both of them were... This is the biggest decision in the franchise is the foreseeable no, future. No, if, no, no, If no, they no, take no. a quarterback, it is. What? No, I'm not like I'm not saying no about this is the biggest decision in franchise. I'm so talking about. Do you think that the head coach would want to be a part of that if you were really yes. serious in taking your franchise quarterback that you're going to hitch your your livelihood, your career, the next five years, your yeah. eight hundred billion dollar stadium? Like Zach, I mean, Zach, Zach, I I believe it, that is a okay. thing. Zach, we we co-own this company, right? If there are two business meetings that are insanely important. Uh, to our company on the same day at the same time, are we going to skip one of them so we can both be on one? We're going to divide and conquer. If div- one, if one business meeting means more and it, it means the future of A to Z sports, our ass better but, but both you don't, be there. But you, but you don't know that, <laughs> that the not you really so one is that not. Way. Uh, but, both but of Zach, us need to be present at the but, biggest but meeting. Zach, but you oh, also, no, if you want to make those analogies. The real, the real decision is if you're going to draft a guy, I believe that this, this is my opinion. I believe that Mike Vrabel, if they were dead serious about drafting Anthony Richardson, the head coach would have been at the exactly. pro day. If you're dead serious about drafting any quarterback in the first round, the pro day is a piece of it, but the top 30 visit is where everything Both matters. Both. No, the top four, uh, top 30 you, visits. You, you can't just. You cannot just slough off uh, pro days when you're talking about a franchise quarterback. This is the, the reason think, is the I, position I, I, I you are, and where you're drafting and what it represents uh, the franchise. So exactly. my answer is Will Levis, because I think Will Levis is more likely to be drafted by the Titans if the Titans do in fact make this move. And I think if the Titans draft Will Levis, 
he needs to sit behind Ryan Tannehill for a full 200 days. All right. Uh, I just think a scheduling situation is why Mike Vrabel was in Knoxville and ran. I think that if he's going to be your franchise quarterback and you're serious about it, I, I you bring him into our top 30 visit and spend eight hours with him consecutively. That's what you do. If he's going to be your franchise quarterback, you bring him to you the facility. Also be there on his pro day. If he's going to be your franchise exactly. quarterback. Yeah. But when you have, do your, do your homework. Don't have Isaiah Wilson happen again. Do your homework. Lesson what? learned. This is the biggest decision. Zach, that there were no pro days. Trade, Austin, if you're going to trade two future first round picks for this guy, I think you're there. Zach, who went to Isaiah Wilson's pro day? Who knows? I mean, that's a that's actually a good question. You know, the answer is zero because Isaiah Wilson didn't have a pro day because COVID happened. That's why. Who also, where did, did Isaiah Wilson come to the top 30 visit for the Titans? No, because it was COVID. Doing Nobody your did homework and making sure that you pick the right franchise quarterback is of utmost importance in your franchise for your job, for your career. And Austin, I just think you, I'll answer your question. If we had two important meetings and one was more important, that was the stake of A to Z sports, our ass better both be there. Important. It was potentially more important. You're still not making a decision on it. It's Plus, you send the guy who's who went to damn school there and the GM to go do it, and then somebody asks who, who, does Tennessee, who the Titans have to watch at Tennessee at their pro day. Several guys. They've got like six or seven draftable guys that the Titans maybe could use one of them and also create a relationship with Josh Heupel even further. We're, who's talking, about, to we're talking about a franchise quarterback. That's Zach, but you have to be able to do your job and divide and conquer and do what's best overall for the program. Austin, when you're, when if you, you are willing to trade two first-round picks, that's different. This is such a ridiculous hill for you to just die on on this. I'm not you're, dying on it. It's an opinion. You're doubling down and tripling down on on you're like you're making nothing into a big deal about this. Like if I we do ask, believe it is a big deal. No, it's not. It was a schedule. I think situation actions, and they I, made the most speak. Actions speak. All right, it is eSports here live on uh, this uh, Tuesday. I almost forgot what day it was. Andre brings up a good point about this conversation in a super chat. I'll get to that here in a second. But first, Zach, tell everybody about our friends at Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. The Palisade, the Sonata, the Elantra, the Tucson. They've got your perfect make and model right around the corner. Quick trip down I-40, exit 236, wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Look at their inventory. Check them out. If you need a full-size SUV with third row seating and all the bells and whistles, check out the, the brand-new Palisade at Wilson County Hyundai. Payne Bone, family-owned and operate. Payne Bone owns Wilson County Hyundai. They will hook you up. They've got great staff there to take you on a test drive. That's wilsoncountyhyundai.com. With BetMGM, your first bet, you can feel good about it because if you miss it, don't worry. You get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets when you sign up with our bonus code, ATOZ Sports is as easy as that. You download the BetMGM app. You sign up using our code ATOZ Sports. You make that first bet, real money wager. And if you lose it, no sweat because up to $1,000 back in bonus bets uh, right there with BetMGM. Uh, Zach, we're talking here this morning uh, about overall, about the Titans and the continuous uh, reports and, and conversation that comes out about the third overall pick. Andre uh, gives a, a super chat here saying, one, how do you plan on getting a quarterback? That's not the, the thing I'm focusing on right here. But the second part of this is Sin City Titan has an excellent point. Do the Titans have the staff to develop a quarterback properly? Because that matters as well. And so 
you know, the Titans, this coaching staff with Mike Vrabel, they've had Marcus Mariota for a year and then, or two years, I guess. And then Ryan Tannehill was brought in as a fully developed quarterback in the league. And that's what they've had. You have Malik Willis as a project, but do you think the Titans have the offensive coaching staff to develop properly a project developmental prospect that you're saying both Levis and Richardson are? I think that the Titans think that they do. And I think that Ryan Tannehill would help. I think Ryan Tannehill is a big piece to this puzzle on these two developmental quarterbacks. You talk about a, a hill that I am going to die on is the fact that you think that who, if they draft these one of these two guys at three, that they cut Ryan Tannehill. I think that would be disastrous. I think that's the wrong decision. And I don't think personally, I don't think that the Titans would do that. I think they would develop this quarterback. So staff, it's a good question. It's a valid yeah. question. Tim Kelly, what do we think about Tim Kelly? I think that's, you know, the, the we know what Mike Vrabel thinks about Tim Kelly. Let's just say that. And how can they put this future franchise quarterback in the best position to thrive and I believe that's sitting out a year because here's one thing, Austin, we found this a little bit is for Anthony Richardson and Will Levis, they are more pro ready than Malik Willis was. And I think is right. And so if they are a little bit ahead of the curb on that, I think that that helps the staff and possibly Tannehill develop the developmental skills needed to thrive in this league. And here's the other caveat that you got to probably think about more than likely if they do draft a quarterback, this draft, the majority of their tenure is going to be without Derrick Henry. It's going to be a completely different setup offensively. So really the staff to Andre's point is going to have to develop this quarterback in a completely different way than the franchise has been set up the last several years. All right, Josh nailed it right there with what you're just saying. The Titans uh, never needed to develop because it was a run first organization. The NFL has changed. They needed someone to develop a QB now. And there we go, Josh. I, I do think uh, we have to remember that the, the staff has changed. Devin reminds us they demoted Pat O'Hara uh, and then now have uh, Charles London, who is a running back coach by trade. Uh, to coach the quarterback. But Charles London was a legitimate like offensive coordinator target. Uh, and then uh, Trey brings up, it has gotten better than Pat O'Hara. Love the guy, but he didn't do much to elevate the group, barring OC issues and all uh, of that, of course. But like, you know, you have, you have Tim Kelly, who's got data on what he did with, with uh, uh, Mills out of, you know, when, when he came in out of Stanford uh, as a third round pick for the Texans in that rookie season for him. And you like what you saw from Davis Mills uh, as a rookie that wasn't expected to do much at all. And so look, I, we have no idea. The problem is the Titans previous staff with Vrabel did not have an opportunity to prove to us that they can develop a quarterback. And then they just changed the staff on the offensive side. There was a lot of moving pieces with the offensive coaching staff this offseason, whether it was guys going to an, an analyst job and bringing in some new guys and people like Tony Dews goes from running backs coach to tight ends coach, just some strange things, right? Shuffling around. Can they develop a, a developmental quarterback who might have a lot of talent? I think Will Levis and Anthony Richardson both have a lot of talent. That's 
fair to me to say, but I, I just don't think I can say confidently. Yes. The Titans coaching staff can, can develop a quarterback. I can't say that confidently. Would you rather the Titans draft Will Levis or Anthony Richardson? I think I would. Mm, who, what hat am I wearing? I asked the question, what, what would you rather the Titans draft Will Levis or Anthony Richardson? It's just a question to Austin Stanley. Uh, as a person who talks about the team and has interest in the interest of the team, I think Anthony Richardson would be way more interesting than Will Levis. So you would rather the Titans draft Anthony Richardson? Selfishly, it would be way more interesting than Will Levis. Yes, uh, I, I do think that. What do you think? I think that I would rather the Titans draft Will Levis. I okay. think Will Levis, I think these are very, very difficult question because I think, and I said this in the pre-show conversation, I think there's a razored, razor's edge of the difference between the two. I think there's massive question marks, but I also think that Kentucky and Florida, like they weren't good programs, you know? Like Florida is in a state of disarray. Florida is not the same. It's not Tim Tebow's Florida anymore. And well, Kentucky and Kentucky has gotten better, but Kentucky has never been a powerhouse that throws the ball all over the field. They are a run-first organization and and program, right? Well, and they have been. Doesn't that fit what the Titans want? <laughs> I think for what no, but that's that's why I said what I said. That's what the Titans currently are. I think that the Titans will change. They should change and they should start passing the football more, but you need a quarterback to do that. I also think, you know, do you take any stock in Will Levis and Kentucky as a team having a disappointing year? Both teams had disappointing seasons, but Billy Napier was a first year guy at Florida. It didn't work out. There was some, changeover mark stoops is in like i don't know year eight or nine or whatever and they had high expectations and it bottomed out like they did not live up to what they wanted to be does that hurt your thoughts on will levis or is that just something that was bigger than what will levis could control i think when you're at kentucky it's it's always bigger than what you can control that that's my personal opinion i think florida Probably, I mean, Florida had better players, probably, just based on their, uh, I think Stoops had done a good job to build Kentucky to where it was last year. But I think, in my heart, Florida always will have better players than Kentucky, just in football, right? I just, I believe that to be true. I think Will Levis, I'm I'm kind of eagerly optimistic that Will Levis can, can perform in this league and it, with the right coaching, the right situation, and the right development, I key on development. It would be exciting to me, to be honest, Austin. And I, I you know, how my feeling on Ryan Tannehill. I, I don't necessarily want to watch him another year in a Titans uniform because I think you're going to get the same result that you have gotten. But for Will Levis to learn behind Ryan Tannehill, because I think that they are similar. I think that they are throw first quarterbacks with both athletic ability. And it's kind of like Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre, both raise, you know, rocket arms, take chances. They and and Aaron Rodgers, he they had a lot more time to develop than just one season. But I think Will Levis possibly could be a better Ryan Tannehill, and that's what ultimately you want. 
Ryan Tannehill is good, not great. You need a better Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, and so, you know, I think Eric brings this up. You know, the 13 and 10 interceptions the last two seasons worry him with Levis. And I think kind of my point in what you were kind of speaking to as well about the Kentucky situation is Will Levis was put in a position to gamble, to take more chances that might not have been the smartest football play or best decision because of what he had to try to overcome. The offensive line for Kentucky was horrid last season. Uh, they didn't have a lot of playmakers out there to create separation. They had some running back. Uh, they had a, one of their better running backs was suspended uh, for some time. And, and Will Levis had you know multiple injuries that limited his mobility with, I believe, his toe and then a shoulder situation uh, on his non-throwing shoulder. So look, he had to make some plays that were not that were playing outside of what he should have done. And if somebody has a better surrounding cast, they don't have to force that. I think you can look at Ryan Tannehill, and we've seen Ryan Tannehill throw interceptions in in the, the Bengals game. Uh, you can look at what he did against the, what was it, the, the, the Steelers or the Patriots game a couple seasons ago when he had three and four interceptions because he had nobody else to throw to. The Texans team, when he threw four interceptions in the rain that one day because Des Fitzpatrick ran the wrong routes, right? So, like, those are force-fed picks from a quarterback that wouldn't have done those if he had better weapons and more uh, a better situation around him. So that's, that's the pro Will Levis take. I think the pro Anthony Richardson take is the guy is raw. You can get him young. I believe he's like 21 years old. He is factually the most athletic quarterback prospect to ever go through the NFL combine and has a, a ceiling that you can do a lot with. If you want to play with a, uh, you know, a foundation that, has a big time ceiling i think the worry with richardson i agree the intangibles the attributes the run the physicality i mean all of that stuff that's why he is we're talking about him the 53.8 completion percentage scares the ever living you know what out of me because if you're not accurate you tend to rely on your athletic ability more and You've got to be confident, and if if he can't be taught that, and I'm not saying he can't, but it's hard. It, uh, Josh Allen is a great example of a guy who was high on all of his passes his rookie season, and that was like, oh, man, is he going to fix that? Well, Josh Allen fixed that. Can Anthony Richardson come in here and make the right throws to the right receivers in the right place? Yeah. The completion percentage. Because if you can't, if you can't survive at fifty three point eight completion percentage. You'll no. you you won't last long. Yeah. I think that's that's the biggest thing that I am fearful for Anthony Richardson. Sure, yeah, I, I would agree with that. And and just you know, I don't even know a name of a Florida wide receiver who he was throwing to. And I think that's what John brings up is who the hell is the new quarterback going to throw to? And well, because of the Titans, he's got the same problem. <laughs> that's a conversation for another day. Uh, Kane does bring this in for some jackpot bucks. Excuse me. The pro day geared towards the players. Thirty top, top thirty visits geared towards the team. If all eyes need to be on a player, all decision makers will be at the thirty visits. Zach, pick a better hill to die on. The only reason why I read that, Zach is because it was a it was a super chat and I didn't want to you know ignore that not to necessarily bring up that conversation but if you uh, it's a franchise quarterback with a franchise decision I believe that both decision makers should be there. All right. So we are all ready to make a decision on five trivia questions. We have to uh get four 
correct out of these five at the very minimum. So Tuesday sports trivia, we're starting with a clean slate, zero, zero. Uh, so we're trying to get over 70 and a half uh, is our new goal over 70 and a half uh, for uh, our correct trivia questions over the next 100 questions. We'll start what you got. Well, I want to say real quick, cause I've seen this in the comment. I wanted to say this before we move on to trivia. We will talk about Hendon Hooker because a lot of the comments had Hendon Hooker in them. We are not ignoring Hendon Hooker. Today, We that was not the topic. Yeah. But maybe later this week, we'll talk and diagnose our thoughts on Hendon Hooker, what the chat thinks about Hendon Hooker. Can there be good value? Unfortunately, because of his ACL tear, had a good year in a unique offense. How does that translate? All of those type of decisions. We will talk about Hendon Hooker possibly later this week. And the Titans have done their homework. Mike Vrabel did meet extensively with Hendon Hooker at that pro day last week. But now let's get to Tuesday sports trivia where we have one rule. That's no Googling. Let's all work together to try to go 5-0. and But first, let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org. They are the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. When you get hurt in life, that's where you should go. Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you. They do everything under one building. So they're not going to send you all over town for imaging and other tests and clinics. Surgery center here, rehab center, way over on the other side of town. Nope, one spot. They do it all right there to make it convenient for you and easy for you to remember. But they also do have satellite clinics around Williamson County that they're continuing to build, like West Franklin, that opened up at the end of March. So they can take care of you in whatever situation it pops up with your health. Boneandjointtn.org. It is eSports. We are powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports. That's ATOZ SPORTS to get the $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. Austin and I both use BetMGM. You should use BetMGM. Download the app today in your Apple or Android store. Let's get to trip. <laughs> Today's sports trivia here on the show, 0-0. Zach, you said the non-sports question at the end is biblical. So we'll uh, see if we can come together and figure that out. But what are our our first four questions? Let's get get this thing rolling. Let's start. Well, and the problem is I haven't seen Mr. Jones in the chat, which maybe I ran him off yesterday. And that could have been the case. You're right. I don't think too bad. So sad. So this will just be in tribute of Mr. Jones. Mr. Jones yesterday was talking trash because I was watching women's basketball. So I was like, okay, well, Mr. Jones didn't realize how popular women's basketball has been in the last week. So we will do women's basketball trivia for the first four questions, oh. but it will be WNBA trivia. <laughs> I was going to add something. Uh, the final four game between Iowa and South Carolina also had more viewers than the Orange Bowl between Tennessee and Clemson. <laughs> right? Both were on at, a Friday. Mr. Jones? Both are on a Friday night. Just to so, even... And if you guys are upset at WNBA trivia, talk to Mr. Jones. It ain't me, babe. It ain't me. So we start. Here he is. Here he is. He's he's in here. He's just talking about Hendon Hooker's age. There we go. (laughs) Here it is. First question. Who was the first draft pick in the 1999 WNBA draft? Shamika Holdsclaw, Yolanda Griffith, 
Uh, Tasha Mills or Ann Waters? Who was the first draft pick in the 1999 draft? Shamika Oldsclaw, Yolanda Griffith, uh, Tasha Mills, or Ann Waters? I want to say it's Shamika Oldsclaw, but I don't know that. Orlando says Tasha Mills. Um, so I'm trying to remember 99. I don't remember when the WNBA draft happens, but the mid to late 90s, this would have could have been on the heels of Pat Summit and Holskall winning three in a row. I don't know. I'm trying to read the chat to see if we know anything. Does the chat know? I mean, we're getting a lot of a lot of UT fans saying it. So let's just go with Shamika. Final A to Z. Final A to Z. Yeah, yeah. The first pick in the 1999 WNBA draft was Shamika Holesclaw. Yep. 1-0. Which of these players won MVP in the WNBA twice? Yolanda Griffith, Natalie Williams, Cheryl Swoops, Cynthia, uh, sorry, Cynthia Cooper. Yolanda Griffith, Natalie Williams, Cheryl Swoops, or Cynthia Cooper. Which one of these players won the WNBA MVP twice? My thought was Swoops. And I My thought, thought she won Swoops. A, I thought she would have won more than just two. I think Swoops. Anthony comes in with a Cooper. Preston says Cooper. Again, no Googling. Swoops is a runaway answer from the chat. You want to lock it in? Yeah, let's lock in Swoops. Ah. Wrong. Symphony Cooper Hmm. won MVP twice in the WNBA. Okay, one-on-one. All right, let's move it on back. Instead of 1999, we're going to go to 1997. Who was the first draft pick in the WNBA 1997 draft? Kim Perot? Teresa Witherspoon? Weatherspoon, excuse me. Tina Thompson? Janeth Arkan? Kim Perot? Teresa Weatherspoon? Tina Thompson? Or Janeth Arkin? Tina is the only name I know. 1997. Yeah, I think it's Tina. I say Tina Thompson. You want to lock that in? I, I feel better about Tina Thompson. Mason, what did I just walk into? Tuesday Sports Trivia, WNBA style. Mr. Jones. I say Tina Thompson. Let's go. Tina Thompson, final A to Z. The first pick in the 1997 WNBA draft was Tina Thompson. All right. We're good in WNBA draft, right? Not anything else. Not MVPs, but the draft, we got that locked down. Two and one. Which one of the following teams played in the Eastern Conference in the first season of the WNBA? The Houston Comets, the Washington Mystics, the Miami Soul, or the Orlando Miracle? Which one of the following teams played in the Eastern Conference 
in the first season. This is hard because three out of the four are on the East Coast. But you also don't know which one was an original team. Right. Houston Comets, which I believe was a uh, original team. The Washington Mystics, the Miami Soul, the Orlando Miracle. And this is tough. Which one of the following teams played in the Eastern Conference the first season? I have no idea about We're getting conference. Com- uh, Houston Comets is a popular one. So I don't think, let's think about this, 90s, right? The 90s was when WNBA began. Look at the like eight teams. But look at the NBA markets. The NBA markets with the WNBA markets, what NBA markets would have been right to do for the WNBA? Not Washington. I don't think. I'm looking at Miami. What did the Miami Heat, what were they in the mid-90s, early 90s? Houston. And then also, what was the uh, Orlando? Orlando and Houston had some good moments in the in that time period. I guess Miami kind of did, not as much. I think it's Houston. I, I think Houston comments feels better for me for whatever reason. You want to lock that in? Yeah, Houston was a hotbed of basketball in the 90s. College, NBA, and the WNBA because they're in the Eastern Conference to start. All right, let's go Houston Comets final A to Z. Wow. The Comets won the first four WNBA titles. After the first season, they became a part of the Western Conference. Right. But in their first co- first season, they were in the Eastern Conference. Whew. Three and one. one. So three and one during our WNBA trivia. I like that. All right. We head to the Bible. Who is the only female judge mentioned in the Bible? Who is the only female judge mentioned in the Bible? Is it Delilah? Esther? Deborah or Hagar, who is the only female judge mentioned in the Bible? I said this to start. I have no clue. Deborah. Joni came in with Deborah immediately. Before you read Deborah, I was watching it because Deborah popped up and I was like, is Deborah going to be one of these answers? Then we want to lock it in. <sighs> Deborah's gotten a lot. Titans Kyle says Deborah. Allen says Deborah. Orlando says Debbie, but a complete guess. Billy coming in with Deborah. Josh says a lot of Deborah, but no clue. Bork Borkington says Deborah. I think we have to, and, and here's the interesting thing too, Zach. Look at how Deborah's spelled right there. If it wasn't Deborah, they wouldn't have spelled Deborah like that. And Deborah is spelled like that on the question. That's that's the answer. Brad. I'm a pastor. Lock it in. Deborah. That is the reason. I think here, and we may have to do this. I believe that if we had five biblical questions, we would get all five. The chat would get all the five. The chat would get all five. I, I, would, I don't know. I can just I deduct the reason zero, but. and say Deborah. How else would you spell Deborah? Very different. Like Deborah can be spelled not like that. It could be D-E-B-R-A. Yeah, like, like Bork Borkington spelled it. Deborah. So we're (laughs) locking that in? Yeah, we're locking in Deborah. Judges 4-5. Deborah, a prophet, the wife of Lapideth, 
was leading Israel at the time. She held court under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country. Uh, and the Israelites went up to her to have their disputes decided. Deborah is the correct answer. All right. Four and one. Five female uh, questions. I, did you even do that on purpose? No, <laughs> I did. I yeah. I did the again. I did the uh, the women's basketball thing because Mr. Jones pissed right. me off yesterday. But the the biblical question was just a random one, and so there we go. Uh, Brad says or Bork says that Brad gets to keep his job as a pastor. Uh, that's good. He, he passed that one. All right, so there you go. Uh, we got that one right. Four and one to start off our new trivia. So we're on the right track to get over seventy and a half correct. That's a good thing. There you go. All right, guys. Well, a uh, great show today talking about uh, Richardson, Levis, Levis, Richardson. Uh, make sure that you give the show a like. I guarantee there are more people watching the show right now who have hit that thumbs up button on Facebook or on YouTube. So give us a like. We'd appreciate that greatly. Uh, Buck Rising will be live tonight, A to Z Sports Primetime. We'll see you guys tomorrow morning on a Shade Wednesday day. Appreciate it as always. Adios.